0: Doing the intro? Welcome it- to i's- the no spin dash <laughs> Damn it, I gotta take it again.
1: <laughs> I don't know, we could just let the intro be as much of a shit show as everything around it.
0: Uh I'm Isaiah and I'm joined by Steven and Charlie. Hi there. Hi. And we're doing Mario and Sonic of the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympic games. Yeah. An Olympic game which did not occur in twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, this is the only way that you get to experience it. Yeah, It
0: may not happen. Who knows? I think if it happens, they're still going to call it the 2020 Olympics, even though it won't take place in 2020. I hope they're prepared for the 22 Winter Olympics. But we actually, this game, we actually got two Olympics for the price of one because we also got the, the Tokyo 1964 Olympics. It was 1964, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank God I didn't write that number wrong.
2: <laughs> I think it's really funny because in the story mode there is this game system called like Tokyo Olympic 64 and I think it's just funny because when I hear the number 64 I just think of like a Nintendo 64
0: game. Yeah. So it's yeah. like oh it's like a it's like a video game but it's also the year. It's interesting because they use NES like aesthetics for the 1964 version. Obviously, despite that being the 80s, like, like, technologically speaking, that, that is, I get what they're going for, but it's not quite, it's not quite accurate enough. Like, it's a little bit too anachronistic for it to work for me. I mean, you're, you're being very technical. It's just a showcase that it's being retro. I am, uh, pedantic about this, but the bit that I actually can't forgive, like, the genuine problem for me, is that they use Genesis sprites for Sonic and NES sprites for Mario, it would have been way more appropriate to use SNES sprites for Mario, uh, or even because... just
1: Game Gear
2: sprites for
1: yeah. Sonic. Because oh, okay, hold it. That doesn't make any sense though. Because like clearly they're trying to use like recognizable versions of the characters. So yeah. using like Game Gear Sonic would not sell the same way. This stuff. I feel like this is a the better compromise would just be Super Mario World.
0: It really doesn't work for me because you have like you have 80s Mario in an 80s aesthetic. But then you have a 90s Sonic. Like, you have an entirely different, like, generation, an entirely different, like, uh, bit depth, you know? Uh, Or or pixel density, I guess?
2: You are right, but Steven does have a point where they're going with, like, first appearance aesthetics. And, like, I do agree it's dumb because, like, Peach in the NES has zero animation. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they basically tilt the sprites for, like, Peach and Bowser. Yeah. Tilt
1: is generous. They rotate them 90 degrees. <laughs> it's not like Rixels. It's like they just grab it, rotate 90 degrees, rotate 90 degrees to create motion,
2: which honestly props for them to for like not creating new animations and being very like
1: uh, authentic. Authentic with like how the sprites work. That's one way to put it. But at the same time, Bowser doing like gymnastics off of a diving board. Every move is literally him just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It is. Like, I hate it. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> I like the authenticity, and, and I will also say the music is like a really, really authentic uh, NES chiptune soundtrack as well, uh, and it works really well. And then and then you completely lose me with the Genesis graphics of the of the Sonic characters, and I don't think there's really a solution to that aside from don't do NES, do SNES.
1: Yeah, um, and I, I agree with the music, but it's like, the Mario... I don't know. The Mario sprites to me were not, like... I didn't enjoy it because it was so clearly just they, like, were dragging a JPEG across the screen and it was a pre-existing JPEG that was... I don't know, man. It, like, really got me. And then some of the Sonic characters have unique frames of animation because their animations are more complex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's an animation of Knuckles, like, standing and doing, like, a power pose or something when he wins that just looks super weird because it wasn't in Sonic 3. Yeah. And then also, like, Sonic and Tails sprites were not from Sonic Three, right? They were from Two.
0: Yes, yeah, I think the Tails is from Sonic Three. The sprites for Sonic, I think, is from Sonic One, but Tails is from Two, and Knuckles is from Three. Obviously, I th- Knuckles is. From I 3. think
2: Tails is from Three, but I don't. Maybe I don't know the difference between their sprites as much. But Sonic 1 is definitely like the One or Two version, because I don't even know the difference between the
1: One Two versions either. Yeah, they one way or another they look like they don't quite fit together.
0: Yeah. They are. They. Are, I mean, they're different art styles.
1: And then Eggman has about as much animation as any of the Mario characters. So then again, you have like another weird little, like out there, the visual thing going on depending on who you pick.
0: It's it's really funky. Like I don't hate it, but as a as a somebody who's a stickler for consistency, they definitely don't nail that at all.
1: I will say, I'm I'm personally being a little more harsh on like the NES choice in general. I think but I do think that this game mode as a whole is like a very fun and welcome addition. Oh, I mean, yeah, we'll no, I, to later.
0: <laughs> I do agree with that, yeah.
1: But I think, like, the cute and silly nature of the sprites helps sell the bit, basically.
0: Yeah, it is cool that they have, like, it's it's a throwback to the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, which is cool, but then also um, it it's like a retro, more simple games uh, which are much shorter and usually just like one button, uh, although there are some exceptions. Um, and I'd it,
1: say that a lot of the main games are also just one button.
0: That's true, yeah. Um, but uh, they also have like a they have like a bit crunched announcer voice, um, which which is funny because they don't have an announcer in the main game, only in the the um, retro version.
1: Yeah, and I like hate love it. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, I also hate love it. It's very funny that he's like, Mario is coming up to the and it's to <laughs> all,
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting that the NES, or the, I'm sorry, the 64 Olympics specifically has like
1: actual commentary. Yeah. And it's like specific to the character names and everything. They have like recorded lines. I don't yeah. know if they just like copy and paste it, you know, like it's welcome to the Sonic. I mean, <laughs> it whatever. makes
2: sense if it's, it's emulating an old type of game.
1: Yeah, but I I do think that, like I said with the uh, graphics, the announcer helps sell the bit, whether or not it's going to be entertaining for a long time. Yeah. It's like funny and cute, very much so.
0: Definitely funny and cute is the vibe here. Mm-hmm. Even though they use Sonic 1 sprites instead of Sonic 3 sprites.
1: Yeah, big oop.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, they could have gone with like Super Mario Bros. 2 or Super Mario Bros. 3 if they wanted to keep with the NES, but... Those those Super Mario Bros. 1 sprites are so iconic.
0: Oh, they should 100% have used Super Mario Bros. 3.
2: Especially with, like, how Bowser animated. Yeah, Peach for Peach, Peach they
0: should have used 2, for sure. Because she has actual animations.
2: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Peach in Super Mario Bros. 3 just uses her Super Mario Bros. 2 sprite.
0: Oh.
3: She I really does
2: not I think two. I mean, even in 2, I feel like she has more animation than she even does in Super Mario World. But like, well,
1: yeah, in Super Mario World, the only animation she has is her doing like the wave in yeah. Bowser's car, right?
0: Yeah, well, she screams she has, help and then disappears.
2: She does the panic. She does have like a slight walk animation, and maybe she oh, has like a that's... lean and kiss animation.
0: Yeah, she has the um, she has the opening cutscene where oh wait she... no, she
2: I don't even know if she walks because she rides on Yoshi in the ending.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, she just floats down and then the lean kiss animation. But I thought in the opening cutscene she moves. I don't know.
1: I think it'd be cool if each character represented a different game in their early history. Yeah. Because then you could have, like, Peach be Mario 2, and that would be neat, because that's, like, obviously an important game for her, even though it wasn't originally a Mario game. Because, yeah. like, Nintendo is welcome to have those things in their games. Like, they acknowledge Mario 2 a lot, and especially in her, like, Super Smash Bros. like moveset and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They also
0: acknowledge Mario 2 in Super Mario Maker as well. So, like... They're, they're no stranger to it.
2: Yeah. This is going to put me on, an, on another tangent, but I do want to talk about this. Throughout the story mode, you'll find little pieces of trivia that you can talk to. Like, you might even get it from talking to NPCs or just from like these, I don't know, these, you know, like those gold leaves that they would have in like a, usually Olympic logo. They have, like, oh, you
1: mean like the, like not a wreath, but o- something like that. Olive branch, I think is what they're called it.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah, and they have like little cars and they'll give you information. And like... They are very non-specific. Like they seem afraid to even refer to a Sonic or Mario game by name and they'll just like say the year it appeared or they'll say a year of a certain Olympics or they say the 4th Olympics. Well like, I want to know where the Olympics was. Like don't tell me the 4th Olympics. I don't know what that is. I don't want to look it up. I
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to Google 4th Olympics. I don't even know what year that was. And very seldom they'll re- refer
2: to another nationality that isn't Japanese. Like, I remember once they referred to, like, the American team or once they referred to a Scottish lawyer because he was, like, the first person to, like, k- kayak across the English Channel or something.
1: Oh, interesting. So they're, they're just, like, really, like, careful with the wording of yeah, Olympics trivia?
2: It's, it's just really weird to me, but... You know, it's whatever. I mean, I I guess I was expecting a little of the multiculturalism they had in Rio 2016, which is, like, one of the few things I actually enjoy about that
1: game. I want... Well, and the
0: Olympics... Oh, go ahead. I want the next Olympic games they do to have a flashback Olympics, uh, which is the Olympics that happened during World War II. Oh,
1: that (laughs) sounds pretty sus. I mean,
0: I was just kind of thinking, man, this is,
2: like... Because, like, I think the 1964 Olympics were emblematic of, like... Japan's recovery from World War II. Mm-hmm. And when they men- when I saw the trivia, like, oh, this equestrian stadium was built in 1940. Hmm, what happened in 1940, I wonder? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I do, I do feel like the trivia, it makes sense for it to be a weirdly touchy subject. But they had plenty of trivia in the first game where it was just built into that fucking weird museum mode. Yeah, and that's... And that trivia was, like, fairly specific. I, they I, were, I think they were more specific Jesse in Owens. that. I feel like they were... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm
2: sorry shut up
1: Isaiah shut oh my god
2: I I feel like they were more specific in those games but I can't remember at this point but I want to talk about the events now because we've been harping on this intro for a while you you can cut that bit out
0: by the way if you want to
1: look if you're okay with it I'm okay with it okay. you're the one that's like no po- like politics on the show <laughs> but you guys are both like World War 2 eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. raise eyebrows yeah <laughs>
0: I oh mean, I guess God. it's not modern politics.
1: Go on with the events, Charlie. <laughs>
2: okay, so there are a good amount of events, uh, and they're not even, like, weirdly divided like they were in, say, like London, where you had to go into, like, skiing or... This is this is the Summer Olympics, where you have to go to track and field, and you have to go to track and then field, <laughs> and you have to pick the events within track
1: and or field. I want to see somebody ski through the streets of London. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, gosh, I'm trying... I should, maybe I should just have the game open instead of... I, you know what? I'm going to open the game instead of using the wiki because it's going to be a lot more convenient.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. In the meantime, I feel like they consolidated a lot of events here. Like, there aren't a ton of events, but you've got a widespread of each of the things you kind of want to do in a Mario and Sonic game. Yeah,
2: and there's, like, a lot of new events, I feel. Yeah. And, like, they even mentioned, like, uh, skateboarding and karate are actually, like, new events for the Olympics in general. Like, that's some of the things they highlight in the trivia.
1: When were they added? Was it, like, the last Olympics, or...? No,
2: like, they were... Like, 2020 was when they were supposed to be introduced.
1: Oh, so, like, this is the only way you can experience skateboarding in the Olympics.
2: That is correct.
1: Wild. Completely, completely wild. Wild. Fun fact about the word wild, it's the word that I say when I'm talking to someone, and I want them to think i care about what they just said but i really don't so i have an autopilot i I like
0: that you said that immediately after responding to something that charlie said
1: (laughs) well the the thing is when podcasting i also have like auto words because i don't want my brain to like be empty and then just say nothing so I think it's accidentally been added to the, the list of podcast auto words as well as,
0: like, my day-to-day life auto words. You know what, though? I also I also use wild for exactly that purpose.
1: Do you think that you got that from me, I got it from you, or we got it from a third
0: party? I think so. So I know who I got it from, and it, and it wasn't you. I'm unsure if you got it from me or if the two of us. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I think Alex Bassiani <laughs> also says wild. So we might have both gotten it from him. I think he
1: means it. I'm pretty sure he means it, though. (laughs) Because I definitely got it from somebody who, like, I would say something that they didn't care about, and they'd act like they're interested, and I would appreciate that they were at least acting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So we might have gotten it from separate people, but it just happened to all be the same word. Yeah.
1: Charlie, do you have the game open? (laughs) Yeah, I have the game open. I was waiting for you guys to finish.
2: (laughs) I was trying to make time for you to get everything ready. Yeah, but like you, you once you guys get going, I am very bad at interrupting you.
1: Okay, <laughs> you can go ahead and start.
2: <laughs> okay, so the first three are pretty. I mean, a lot of the like a lot of the track and field are kind of the same things we've seen. We've got a hundred meter dash, hundred ten meter hurdles, four by one hundred relay, javelin throw, triple jump, a discus show, discus throw. Like, we, 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 I'm pretty sure those have all been in the previous games, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. and the thing they do here is that, like, you don't have 100-meter dash, 400-meter dash, 300-and-a-half-meter dash. <laughs> like, it's it's just each of the games have been consolidated into, like, a simple version. Right. And yeah. I feel like at this point we could pretty much deal without hurdles, but maybe there's, like, a sort of importance to it because it was one of, like, the, the core things that always happens in the Olympics. I so. mean,
2: I... I like how you can just... I mean, if you want to add jumping pad, adds a little something different, you can. No big deal. And, like, I mean, we've talked about these events so much that I really don't want to get into them, but we've all... Already... Yeah, I would...
1: <laughs> I would say, like, focus on the new ones in this case.
2: Yeah. So, right after that, we have sport climbing, which is basically rock climbing. Uh, this one was interesting because I don't know if Steven has mentioned this yet, but I forced them to bring their Joy-Cons so that we could do the motion controls because I was so burned by the lack of them in Rio that I wanted to have the full experience that I dreamed of.
1: Yeah, so, so basically, Charlie locked us in his basement and forced us to use motion <laughs> controls as long as he could. So something. My basement doesn't does. even have a door.
0: This This <laughs> game makes either everyone uses motion controls or no one does. Um, which is a system I don't love, but I do understand.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think that the only reason it's that way is just to like slightly expedite the process of picking a game. Because if you're worried about it giving someone an unfair advantage, I feel like the advantage would be the person using the regular controller, and that's something you'll always have access to. Yeah. So I don't know why... That would be the issue.
0: It is, I mean, so, like, we, we saw this a little bit with rock climbing, even though we didn't play it with uh with regular controls. The motion controls were so horrendous that, like, if somebody had motion controls and somebody else had regu- regular controls, they would just do infinitely better. Yeah, it'd be a wash. Like and it would be extremely unfair.
2: The thing is, like, the Joy-Cons have, like, this HD rumble, which is already, like, a, a higher step from Wii Motion Plus, which was a step up from, like, Wii Motion, so that yeah it's so precise it's really weird i got the hang of it eventually like when i was doing story mode i did not use button mode i used motion controls as much as i could like i never substituted Mm -hmm. for buttons except when i was
1: completely required to so i on the other hand whether or not like they were accurate i did not feel like they felt intuitive Yeah. So even when the game was like, hold it this way, I would hold it that way and it would not feel right. And Mm -hmm. that would like negatively impact my experience. And then in situations where I just didn't want to read 14 instructions before I played a game, I would, you know, I would be anywhere between totally fine and completely fucked. And there was like seemingly no, no in between, you know? Yeah. So it's like we played rock climbing and it just made sense to me right away. We played the, the horse challenge and I was just walking into a wall the whole time. So was Isaiah.
0: Yeah, and and Charlie was totally fine with with the horse riding, um, which well I can matter. talk
2: about that later because I have a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost yeah. wish that you could like choose like individuals could choose their uh, way of play. Yeah, definitely that should be the case. <laughs> I, I guess there could be an imbalance, but like I don't, I don't
3: know. I mean,
2: anyway, I think
0: the bit is motion controls are always going to be less precise than, than buttons. Like that's always. Not true.
1: That's not true. There are lots of people who play Splatoon with motion controls and they love it.
2: Okay. Didn't, did you mention like when we first play this, like we couldn't even jump to the first rock because we didn't know what the heck was going on?
0: Yeah. Like, so that's the thing.
1: Like I was able to get like halfway up or whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we, I, I spent the entire game on the floor because I couldn't jump up to the first rock. Uh, and then we, we played it a second time, and I got up and I actually enjoyed the game. Uh, but I would have liked it a lot more uh, if it actually did the thing I wanted it to do, you know?
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like that game would have been hurt by being button control. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that for almost every game in here, I would have preferred to use just a controller. But rock climbing was the only one where I felt like using my arm fully extended gave me, like, a better sense of what was going on. Yeah. Because with every other game, like, shaking my arms up and down is not running at all. They are not the same
0: motion at all. <laughs> yeah. But, like, reaching out to grab a rock by physically yeah, that- reaching out to grab a rock, that does make sense. It felt,
1: like, a lot better. So I would say for that one, that's the only time I felt like the motion controls elevated the experience. But I still feel like the game-ass competition version of it, like, no matter what, I would want to use regular controllers.
2: Mm Yeah. Next, we have surfing. I think that's also a new Olympic event, like, for the Olympics in general, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's more of, like, an X Games kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the first, like, Mario and Sonic Olympic game event
2: This is is one of those few games you can just use with one Joy-Con, like, you can't use two. Like, some of them allow you to use one or two, or some only let you use two. But all of them obviously have a button option. Uh, Yeah. And this one is just you navigating a wave and trying to do tricks. And something I didn't realize is that you have have to move it in different ways to get different tricks, because if you do more unique tricks, you get more points. And many of these games have, like, a uh, super... Like you have a super meter that you can do special thing that gives you more points or more distance or what have you.
1: Yeah, I want to say I feel like the super mechanic in every game that it was implemented in seemed like you would only ever be able to use it once and it would affect everyone the exact same way and there was no strategy in using it.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Would you guys agree? Yeah.
2: I would, to an extent, I feel like there's some... Where it's like you have to find a like in equestrian, maybe there's like a, a part where you think you can use it because there's not a lot of straightaways that you want to go really fast to use it. But that's like, fair. It, it's that's... just something that you kind of have to do to even get points, especially when you're doing story mode.
1: Yeah, like it's it's just it might as well not be there because every round is impacted the exact same way, and it doesn't make the game more complex. It's just a moment where your character like lights up you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily bad if like you're expecting kids to play this and you want them to just have like a fun thing going on every once in a while. Yeah. But it just doesn't really feel like designed very much. There mm-hmm. was
0: so like in in archery there was a good bit where you would you would get your super uh, after two excellent shots. Yeah. Like the third shot would be a super. And so if you played perfectly you get two supers and if mm-hmm. you played pretty well you only get one.
1: Wait, was that in this game? Uh, yeah, yeah this, in this was in game. this archery. If and the okay. super
0: is just is just your regular shot, but it's worth two like two times as much points.
1: My experience was that I got super at the exact same spot as my opponent both times that we played it, so I thought that that was just the super round.
0: No, it's um, it's it's it, just like it gets harder to do excellent shots as the game continues. So we both get super the first time pretty consistently, and then don't get super again pretty consistently
1: that is weird that's to me that still feels the exact same (laughs) then which is that super will only happen one time and it is but if you're
0: really good it'll happen a second time
1: I guess that that makes sense
0: but like it's a sort of a high skill ceiling there that Um, then is still that's not really the only (laughs) Olympic game with a high skill ceiling
1: (laughs) sorry the only Mario and Sonic Olympic game with a high skill ceiling oh
0: yeah no thank you for the correction yeah uh, Yeah, the actual Olympics I would say have a pretty high skill ceiling
1: yeah, I'd like to see you telling an Olympic probably, runner that there's not a high skill ceiling.
0: Probably the highest in the world, I would say. I don't know. Street Fighter Three is pretty complex.
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> our next event is skateboarding, which I I like this just kind of little. I I. It's like playing a, t- a a Tony Hawk clone, but without like, the bullshit of it uh, being a full game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Without it being a game <laughs> was what I was gonna say. <laughs> It's like playing a Tony Hawk clone, except nothing makes any sense, and it's, like, only fun in the way that video game skateboarding will always be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. But with motion controls, I was I felt like a drunk animal just, like, <laughs> trying to, like, slam the skateboard into the side of a rail.
2: <laughs> and in some cases, that's actually what it is.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Like, if you play as Donkey Kong, that's where you're at. <laughs> uh... No, but, like, it, it, it was serviceable, but, like, I was not blown away by surfing or skateboarding, and I actually expected those to be, like, a little more engaging.
2: I, I enjoy skateboarding a bit more than surfing just because there's a. It's a bit more straightforward, I guess, with skateboarding and you don't you have to worry about the wave.
1: I, I thought it was less straightforward because I couldn't tell where the best way to get points was. Where with surfing, it, like, obviously you just want to be doing as many tricks as possible. But with skateboarding, if you just keep doing ollies, like, you'll get points. But yeah. clearly that's not the way to win.
2: <laughs> I think I just enjoy skating in general in, like, yeah, video was gonna games. Yeah, I to
1: say. I think, like, the sandbox. Environment that that mini game presented, like it would have almost been more fun if you weren't playing Mario and Sonic and you were just messing with their skating engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And you can't. It's not like you can actually bail. Although you can, you can bail in surfing. You can't in in the skating. Like if you lose balance on a board, you just get off the lift, But if, in certain sections of surfing, if you lose balance, you just wipe out and
1: you have to wait till the next wave. I wish I could have bailed in horse racing. Riding. Horse racing?
2: Riding. It looked like you were trying, or at least accidentally doing it. I I mean I wanted to stop. The horse is what. like
0: maybe if I run into this wall long enough, it'll disappear, and I could just run away and leave.
1: <laughs> metal Sonic is like, we are now free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do actually want to mention because I'm I'm thinking about Metal Sonic and the horse riding. Uh, you want in metal different horse? events, uh, characters have different outfits, and like in a horse riding, everybody's got a suit, uh, except for Metal Sonic who never wears anything. Yeah, like just Metal
2: Sonic, Bowser, Bowser Jr., Donkey Kong, they don't ever wear that stuff.
0: But, like, everybody else is wearing, like, an actual, like, horse suit. No, that's horse not suit. what they call that. That's not <laughs> what they call that. That's a different thing.
1: Mario is the head and Luigi's the ass.
0: <laughs> of course. It was never going to be anything else. Um, uh, it's actually kind of funny suit. that
2: Vector is a big, a big guy, but he still gets to wear clothes. Yeah. (laughs) Versus Donkey Kong.
0: Vector, like, dresses up nice. I'm going to say that.
1: Okay, so now that we're talking about it, we've kind of, like, hinted at it, but the male characters in this game wear clothing. They don't wear pants, but they all have, like, jerseys and stuff like that on, and, like, sometimes they wear full body suits, I think.
0: Yeah. Whereas the female characters always wear full body suits.
1: Yeah. And in the the swimming event, uh,
0: uh,
2: the, the males do not wear shirts at all. Like, all of them. Not just the Sonic ones.
1: Yeah, Eggman shirtless. Well, this has happened in every game that's been swimming, so that's not like revolutionary. <laughs> no, but.
2: they they ne- they've always wore their clothes for some reason. What? I mean, I, for, like, I meant shirtless... for the Mario. I meant for like the Mario characters in Eggman. I thought Eggman shirtless was in Rio. I don't. Maybe.
1: I'm gonna Google Eggman shirtless in Rio, and this will not be a problem.
0: I'm. I was gonna say I'm gonna Google Eggman shirtless, and then have to leave the podcast for a little bit.
1: Um, shirtless Rio 2016. I can't yes. believe it Auto filled shirtless. Oh, it's just showing me pictures from 2020 even though I googled 2016. Here, let me see if I can find one from uh... <laughs> I found no, one from the from... Sonic
0: Boom cartoon. What is in Shirtless?
1: Yeah. I can't find Was there not swimming in 2016? If there was not swimming and they have like the beach as the main 2016
2: area... was a very bare bones game, you have to remember. Yeah, but it's got to have swimming. It's got swimming, but I, I doubt it would have like Eggman shirtless. <laughs>
1: that's a, that's like Peak game design.
2: I wanted. Okay. To, uh, we haven't even gone to swimming, and I want to go to the next event, so you'll, you're not going to excuse me.
1: I mean, swimming is like the same as ever, so I feel like we don't need to. Anyway, yeah. go ahead.
2: <laughs> there is boxing. It's like yeah. Wii Boxing. Mm, okay. But I would moves. hesitate
1: to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> In Wii Boxing, I can hit low. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just like. It's just like a really bad fighting game. Yeah. Is, is what the boxing is.
2: Uh, speaking of bad fighting games, we have Karate.
1: <laughs> karate, Karate was like all right. It it had you actually have moves. Like everyone has a move set now. I think yeah. it's probably based on like what type of character you are, like technique, speed, power, whatever. I don't think that they gave every individual character a move set, but yeah. like you input moves by doing down and attack, or attack, or forward and attack. So it's like you can kind of just play a bare bones fighting game.
0: Yeah, it feels it feels like a bare bones fighting game. And honestly, not bad, either. And the, the characters wear no. geese.
1: Yeah. Geese Howard. Geese
0: Nuts. Geese Nuts? Okay,
1: what's the next one?
2: <laughs> I quite like karate, by the way. I, I like how its system works.
1: I like the sport. I think the game could use a little work. <laughs>
2: uh, next, we have football, which I think has been in past games. So there's not much to say about
1: that. It plays like Mario Strikers, but there's less going on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, next uh, next Rugby seven which was in Rio, and I don't really... It's, like,
1: it. it's like better soccer. It's a more interesting game, it's I'd say. better
2: American football. Well, no, I mean... Because the ball it's... gets to stay alive after it hits the ground. No, I just mean that stay the alive. game in
1: here is like... I'm not going to refer to either of them as football because that would be I, I understand. So I will refer to them as rugby and soccer. The rugby in this game is better than the soccer in this game. I I, I agree. Say. I feel like the rugby has a little more interaction in it. You are more able to make decisions as both the offense and the defense, whereas, like, soccer feels a little bit like a slap fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, it really, th- it thumbs thumbs really does. I feel like, thumbs is it just me, or game? does the so- does the soccer in this game feel worse than in previous games?
2: Uh, ah, yeah. I mean, kind of, def- but I
1: don't remember. It definitely felt worse than Shrikers, and that's, like, oh, yeah. the bare minimum that you would need. Uh, like, they've already made a good soccer game. Why not just, like...
0: Yeah, it just makes me want to, like, I played it, and I was like, I just want to play Strikers now.
1: Yeah, whereas, like, rugby felt like a different thing. It was obviously more simple, but, yeah, you know. So, next we have Canoeing,
2: and from what I understand, this is a a two-person team type game, and you only use one Joy-Con in addition to using buttons, but basically, you paddle in rhythm with your partner, and then towards the end, you basically go as fast as you can, regardless of rhythm. Uh, Very simple. I think we've had something similar, possibly rowing. I think there was kayaking in another one of these. There, you know what? I could just—I guess since I had some for some reason put up, brought up the Mario Wiki, I could like check.
1: Yeah, I feel like there was kayaking before, but I
0: could be wrong. So, mathematician. I would be remiss if I didn't say that if you have an AI partner, it does not work because you have to be synced with someone that you cannot communicate with. Who has no interest in what you're doing?
1: Yeah, it's the kind of thing where, like, basically, it's just random whether or not the computer would work,
0: and they chose to go with being shitty. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's very unfortunate. Uh, I imagine there's some there's some degree of enjoyment that comes from trying to get a rhythm with the person like sitting next to you.
1: Yeah, like with your soulmate playing Mario and Sonic.
2: Yeah. Oh, there was <laughs> canoeing in um in 2012. Okay.
0: Only, only my real soulmate, like. You're not you're not my soulmate if you're not willing to play Mario and Sonic at the Olympics with me. That that's what I say to everyone. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> There's a long road ahead, lads.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mario and Sonic you have to
2: go through the gauntlet of me and my
1: weird Sonic game interests. <laughs> with your demand of motion control.
0: <laughs> the, the motion control stay on.
1: The Charlie mandate, as we call it.
0: <laughs> <Man>.
1: <laughs> the, the motion control stay on. <laughs> He's got like a gun to your head, but the gun has a Joy-Con on it. <laughs> it's just a plastic gun. This is my favorite peripheral. <laughs> oh, man. It's for the Shadow the Hedgehog Switch game. Oh. Uh, what's after canoeing? <laughs>
2: After canoeing, we have swimming, and I think contrary to other swimming games, you have different strokes, but I think they're completely dependent on which character you pick. So
0: that's that's how it was in previous games, I believe.
2: Was I I couldn't remember, and I I only think because like this is a game with like more um should I say responsive. Controllers in a way, like, I mean, a Wii Remote was just shaking it, but the Joy Cons yep. have like HD Rumble, so they have a bit more like sensitivity so, to it.
1: You said this before the HD Rumble actually has nothing to do with the motion controls because the HD Rumble is just what the controller sends to you. What you send to the controller is better than the Wii Remote, gyro, but it's yeah, yeah, but it's I, I still don't think it's good. <laughs> like I don't think these are good motion controls. There is no such thing.
0: I mean, I think. I mean, I think the Switch is capable of good motion controls, but it's at this point, it's entirely on the developers to implement good motion controls.
1: And Sega here has chosen not.
0: Sega. Se- actually, I don't think this was. Was it developed by Sega? I feel like it has to be. Nintendo wouldn't do this. Low, I right? mean, yeah, but it could be a third party because, like, there is that company that makes the official Olympic Games games. Uh, Sonic 2020. I'm pretty sure this developer. is mainly a Sega game. I think it's Sega, but. Uh, Actually, it might be Sega that makes the official game. Developer Olympic Sega, games. yeah. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, all that to say, Charlie, would you say there are different strokes for different folks? I would say that there are different strokes for different folks. Okay, good. So we yeah, okay, we did that bit that. then. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, next we have Gymnastics, <laughs> which. Yep. I don't think we've had an event quite like this. I think Rhythmic Rhythm, Rhythmic Ribbon is the closest we've
1: had. Rhythmic Rhythm is my favorite thing you've ever said, I think.
2: (laughs) But it's just like you're walking around doing poses and you have to do stuff with your Joy-Con or buttons to match up with it in kind of rhythm. But there's no songs. And that's fine because I don't want to get pissed off that there's like, (laughs) oh, you can play one song, but you have to unlock more songs, even though there's no point if I'm just pressing buttons and not moving.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really like an indictment of a game where you can say that one of the features is just not having, like, this aspect of the game. <laughs> it's like, there's no music, and that's better because I don't care. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, like, I don't really care for, you know, uh, public domain type music.
0: I yeah, mean, I, I. I really feel if you're going to have a rhythm minigame, you should either have music written specifically for it, or, you, or maybe you shouldn't have the rhythm minigame. If, if I'm gonna
2: do, like, some kind of rhythm with public domain songs, I might as well just play Dance Dance Revolution Mario Man.
1: <laughs> See, that's, like, I don't know, there's something special about that game. Yeah.
0: Oh, boy, howdy. I would definitely <laughs> agree that there is something special about that game.
1: There's, like, two or three special things. <laughs> that was, like, back in the era when it was fun to go to Nintendo websites and they would be, like, all Flash development shit.
0: Yeah. Ah, the Flash era. It was a better time. It was a very ungraceful time. Unlike gymnastics, quite graceful. Oh yeah. Yes. So what's our next minigame?
2: Well, speaking of graceful, we have once again returning the equestrian event. Jesus Uh, Christ. Ah yes. So man, I played way too much of this event. So I don't know what it is about horse riding. Well actually the reason I spent so long is because uh, in story mode this took up a big chunk of my time because I didn't realize you could speed up right after landing. Uh so yeah.
0: Steven and I ran into a real issue with this one where the You also ran into issue, a lot of obstacles. Yes, yeah, I was- gonna say <laughs> We, we ran into a wall over wall. and over and over. <laughs> uh, motion controls are interesting. As as best I can tell, you have to hold the Joy-Cons at a specific orientation vertically. Which, which the game, well, okay, yeah, vertically. You,
1: okay, you can't just say vertically because they also have to be facing each other, which is not how anyone has ever held these controllers. Yeah, no, the,
0: like, you, they're not, well, defined
2: facing
1: the, each other. The face buttons are facing each other. Okay, yes. Yeah, instead, so of, the instead of the way you yeah.
0: hold a controller, which is the face buttons face you, uh, you have to hold them so that they face each, like, you have to rotate them 90 degrees each. And, like, the game and is even not then. super clear <laughs> that that is specifically the position you have to do and you being you being your average gamer would generally assume that the specific rotation orientation is not that important because ultimately you're going to be tilting them on a different orientation Uh, but if you don't hold them exactly the right way the motion controls don't work at all not even a little bit
1: not only that but I don't think this is how you actually hold like the reins on a horse like, you don't hold the leather, like, strap that it is by the, like, with your palms facing, like, the wide end. You want to hold it, like, the, like a different way so it doesn't cut into your skin.
0: So I've... I, I'm not a professional horse rider by any means. I'm not exactly at the Olympics. Um, <laughs> but I have, I have ridden horses before. Uh, and uh, what I've been told is that the reins you hold in one hand, and with the other hand... You hold the reins at a different, like, height level. So that way you're holding both reins with both hands instead of one rein with each hand. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that obviously has no parallel to this motion control hell.
1: Yeah, no, none of this, like, replicates to me horse riding. <laughs> and I'm, Especially I'm sure. Especially not the part where the horse, like, is constantly shitting and you're getting kicked in the chest. I'm, I'm
0: sure it's different at a professional level where you, like, actually, like, your horse likes you. Yeah, you have, like, a psychic connection to the horse. Yeah, you you and your horse are one, unless your horse <sighs> breaks a leg and then you shoot the horse in the head. Oh okay. Jesus!
1: I made, like, a raunchy joke, but that was a lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so what's the next event? <laughs> well, okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, if you've got anything else important to say about a horse riding, go for it. I don't it.
2: really care if it's not realistic. It's not like I've ridden a horse in, like, an intense capacity before. I just, for some reason, I really like it. But maybe that's just because once I figured out how to play the game, I just wanted to be better at it.
1: I have another suspicion about why you like it.
2: (laughs) Because I like horses. (laughs) I'm
3: going
2: to move on to the next event, which is badminton, which is like volleyball but with rackets and a shuttlecock instead of a volleyball.
1: (laughs) This motherfucker actually called it a shuttlecock. It's it's called a shuttlecock. (laughs) It is, but you can also call it a birdie. Which is a lot safer.
0: You're, t- no, I can't tell this joke. I can, but you have to cut it out. You're telling me a birdie shuttled this cock?
1: That's not even a bad joke. Okay, sorry, it's a bad joke, but it's not like a career-ruining joke.
0: <laughs> You're right, but it's a bad joke.
1: Birdie versus Or bad mitten. Uh, yeah, totally's right, though. It's like just volleyball, basically. Or like tennis or whatever, it's, you know?
2: It's like not... I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be playing volleyball and or tennis. Or table tennis. Which is the next event. Oh. <laughs> which I think has singles and... Both of these have singles and doubles, by the way. Yes. Yes,
0: they do. Allow me to express, much like canoeing, the doubles tennis, not great.
2: Yeah. there Apparently, there's like a specific rule where you have to alternate with who hits the ball. Like, that's like an actual Olympic rule for doubles table tennis.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the point of doubles. Um...
2: I mean, yeah, it's table tennis. It was in London, so it's like there's not much else to it. I think it was even in Rio.
1: The motion controls did not help this game. No. No. I was anticipating this being fun, and it quite
0: was not. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, Wii Sports Resort uh, table tennis is pretty good. Like, it used the motion controls in a way that was like, let's have as one-to-one as possible the experience of table tennis. I feel
1: like you could do a thing where you use, like, the right stick replicate uh, sorry to replicate like the human arm yeah like you extend it by pushing the left the left stick to the right or the right stick to the left depending on which hand you're using and then like you slide it to the top position to like swing you know or something like that i feel like that could work and instead they've just refused to do that and go for motion controls and this is why i think that like katamari has better motion controls than any game with an actual motion controller (laughs) because the way that you interface interface with katamari it's, like, so much more tactile than any other, like, like, motion controls focused game I've played.
0: You you push and pull the stick in a way that corresponds one-to-one with the way you push and pull the, the ball you control.
1: Yeah, and, like, you're using the prince's arms, you know? Yeah. It doesn't feel like Super Monkey Ball where you're playing as the level, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know, that I, I played Katamari recently and I just wanted to say that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me that I hate motion controls and I feel like there are ways to replicate experience in interesting ways with controllers that we just choose not to do and then the only time we innovate controllers is when they're dumb well, next, is win. <laughs> next is fencing
2: oh, we should do a series on Katamari I mean it's only like 8 games but for right now we have to talk about fencing as offensive it's, as it is it's a fighting game Again, I go back
1: and forth between whether or not it's good or bad Nidhog, I think we mentioned this earlier
2: yeah, the first time I uh, I pl- I played Isaiah and I just poked him to death and won. That I is... mean that's like
0: the point. Yeah, <laughs> we just had no chance. Oh yeah, Isaiah didn't see a chance. I mean, also fencing... a Shadow
2: super move involves teleporting a lot, so that's cool.
0: Fencing as a sport is just footsie's the game. Yeah, but without any of the interesting stuff in footsie's.
1: Damn. It's like literally the bare minimum. It's like karate on the NES. It's just not a good
0: game.
2: What if I told you there is a footsie a game called Footsie's Isaiah.
0: What? Uh, I can send you a Steam link if you'd like. <laughs> I okay. This seems unrelated, largely. Oh <laughs> well, I'm getting the link anyway. Okay. Well,
2: footsie's the game, but Footsie's is a game, so Footsie's a game. Game Footsie's. It's, it's footsies.
1: footsie's. rollback edition specifically. Okay. Um, yeah, you
2: you don't want to play the previous version. Here we go. I don't. Even, what's the other netcode called?
1: The other netcode? Yeah, the one uh, that's not rollback. Oh, this it's art um, style. Buffer. Delay based. Delay based. Yeah, buffer based. Or whatever you're gonna call it.
2: Uh, We have one final standard event called archery. I I, I actually also like archery a lot.
1: I did not mind it as much because I think that this is what they want the gyro controls to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that it handled similarly to um, what do you call it? Friggin' Squid Kids Splatoon. (laughs) Splatoon. And I think that because of that, it actually functioned pretty well. And it felt good to, like, you know, line up the arrow, account for the wind, you know, stuff like that. It, it actually worked. It was just, like, a good physics tech demo, basically.
2: Yeah, I it really felt like there was some weight to it, even though you're just holding two little controllers.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I will say, and I don't know if I've actually said it during this episode or not, but the Joy-Cons are the worst controllers
0: of all time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what game are we talking about? I was looking at the trailer for footsies. Archery. (laughs) Archery. Yeah, archery actually felt really good. Genuinely.
2: Yeah, and plus, if you get two bullseyes, you basically get a free super move instead of just doing it whenever you want in, like, another game.
0: Yeah, I actually think, like, it has the best implementation of a super move because you have to play well to activate it, and if you play perfectly, you can activate it twice. Like, it feels good.
1: I think it makes sense, but I think that ultimately it's still pretty irrelevant because basically what this means is, like... If you both get the super move, then it's still just the regular game. And if only one of you gets a super move, then you're basically guaranteed to win. So ultimately, it makes, like, a lot of the game kind of irrelevant, I think, in a weird way. Just because it's still not as granular as it could be, I suppose. Like, there's not a decision-making process with your super, I guess, is, like, the main thing. Like, I feel like to have a functional super system, you need there to be a decision-making process. It shouldn't just be a button that you hit whenever you have it. Or in this case, something that activates automatically. That's not really, like, a a super move that's just an opportunity
0: Mm. that's that's fair
1: i do agree that's like better than the other games where it's like you will always get one you will use it whenever you get it and that's that. i I think
2: isaiah mentioned earlier i just wanted to reiterate since we were in the moment
0: i think it i mean it definitely it adds more to the game than any other super in in any other event
1: yeah I guess for me it just like doesn't quite add enough because I'm used to fighting games where the idea of like a meter is something that's like very complex and managing it is an engaging aspect of the game
0: yeah there there is also a component of like like if you get if you get f- like four perfects, you're already like you've already you've already won right
1: exactly like if your opponent can't match that then like you you were going to win either way, you know. I think the super like no longer matters. I
0: think what's what's interesting about it is that it raises stakes for a specific phase of the of the game, um, and like so like that phase can be delayed for somebody else. So there can be sort of this interesting narrative of like you get your super uh, and you do fairly well, and the next turn uh, your opponent gets their super and they do amazingly on that turn specifically, so they end up catching up.
1: But logistically, that shouldn't happen because the person who benefits the most from this mechanic is the one that's going to win anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, but also, so it's not. I like, mean, the the other thing is like the the farther the rounds go, the harder the game gets because the greater your distance is. So it it does get harder to catch up over time.
1: Yeah, exactly. That means that all this mechanic does is make it so that the person who like will likely lose is guaranteed to lose. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the. the This is a situation where I think that we've made it clear on the show that I don't like rubber band mechanics, and (laughs) I do like comeback mechanics, because there's a difference between the two. But in this case, this is a mechanic that rewards, like, the person who's already good, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't do it in a way that's interesting. Okay. It just, like, gives them the subjective boost, and because if you get, you know, the first two are perfect, then your, like, super shot is gonna be easier to make, this means that, like... If even if your opponent does manage to learn the game over the time that it takes to play it, then like they have a much harder shot with their super shot than you did. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think this adds depth at all. I think it literally just is a mechanic that makes it so that the person who is likely to win is almost guaranteed to win, which is not bad necessarily, but it's just not at all interesting.
0: Okay. Uh, counterpoint, uh, when you get two times, uh, score for this round, uh, it really makes you want to do well. And that feels cool for that level of tension. I mean,
1: sure, but if you didn't already want to do well, then I think the game has another problem. You know what? That's fair. Counterpoint, let's talk about the dream events, because there's only three. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Counterpoint, let's do the show.
2: (laughs) So, the first dream event is dream racing, and it's just a a downhill skateboard. You do tricks like you kind of do half-pipe stuff, grind rails, etc., and it looks like it takes place in the Metropolis area from Sonic Forces. But...
0: Honestly, extreme missed opportunity for a City Escape. Well,
1: I wouldn't mind if we stopped jerking off the <laughs> Sonic Adventure games. Look,
0: all I'm saying is you're already <laughs> like you're already skating downhill. Sure.
1: But like Again, we don't need to just constantly jerk off the old Sonic games. Like it. <laughs> I kind of like Forces, so I don't mind having a change of scenery. That's fair. That reflects Look,
0: that. In general, I agree, but I feel like the sport was sort of built for that specific setting. To a Are you reason.
1: the type of guy that's excited when they give us a new Charizard every Pokemon generation? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. Not here.
2: <laughs> Next, we have Dream Shooting, which... <laughs> I, I guess, speaking of
0: Splatoon... Uh, the term dream shooting is not okay in any universe. No, it's not. Well, I didn't name it. I imagine that game would be fun without motion controls, but when the three of us played it, motion controls were on, so I did not have fun.
1: Honestly, it just seemed like a shitty version of those old N64 shooters like GoldenEye, which is already a shitty game, <laughs> yeah. or like the shooting minigame from like Donkey Kong 64 and Banjo-Tooie like the controls aren't great it you're just walking through like weird tunnels it's a the map is entirely flat
0: it's a it's a third person sort of shooter no there are there are some levels to the map
1: oh are there i didn't i was always on the same level other yeah. than like falling in the water. yeah of, i was but. gonna
0: say i fell down at one point and had to figure out how to get back up but like that again this doesn't like add intrigue it's just like <laughs> inconvenience. yeah um, you're just shooting around this like
2: I'm sure there's a proper term for it, but I'm just going to call it a Japan house. There are targets <laughs> everywhere that you shoot. It's not. It's it's PVP, but you're not shooting each other.
1: Yeah, I mean you can, but it doesn't like help. Like it, you're clearly supposed to just be shooting the targets. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was underwhelming. There's like a a little event where there's an opportunity to get like a ton of points where like a kite flies up above the the building. Yeah, and this is like the only part of the game that matters. So you know, love to see that.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a like power-up you can get, which you can store three of, which lets you like sort of uh, target a bunch of targets at once and shoot them all. Um, And if you store three of them and then shoot the kite with all three of them, you just will win. Yeah. And I know this because I was in dead last and then I went straight to dead first at the very end of the game because I had had that power-up. Don't
1: think dead first is a phrase, but yeah, basically
0: (laughs) overall underwhelming game. Yeah, I mean, I... I think I would enjoy it more if it had, like, the uh, third-person shooter controls. I'm sure it does in the non-motion control version. I cannot stress enough that, like, I felt I had no control over the game with motion controls. Now, a but part a part of that is, um... And Steven told me this halfway through the game, that the control stick will actually also aim. Yeah, the right uh, stick. Which, which is great. The actual controls didn't tell you that. Um... which is i mean they might have but i don't think we were paying attention (laughs) i i was i was looking um okay but basically my aim was just constantly drifting because uh i guess because i talk with my hands or something i don't know but
1: like the problem is that this game wouldn't be interesting no matter what because you're just shooting stationary targets in like a relatively pretty environment but that's about it i do i mean i do kind of agree there's like nothing going on here this is, like, worse than Link's Crossbow Training, where at least there, there's, like, kind of lore or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's the third and final Dream
2: event? We've got Dream Karate, which takes place in, like, the, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom uh, area of so- Super Mario Odyssey. And, you know, you basically punch, kick, and throw other players, and there's you're on a, a tiled arena, and whenever, like, the person you attack lands on something; it'll give you a, uh, it'll illuminate in like you know the in a suite of cards like heart, diamonds, spades, clubs, and you basically want to get as much area covered. And like halfway through, it'll bank all the ones you collected and reset the field, so you have a chance to get more.
1: So, like, I think the best way to describe this is it's straight up a Mario Party minigame where mm-hmm. it's, like, top-down, and you've got four people on the field at once. Yeah, it's very much like a Mario
0: Party game.
1: and It, it is not karate in any capacity. It is no.
0: also the most fun game in the game. I, <laughs> I, I prefer Dream
2: Racing over Dream
1: Karate. This is, like the silliest game for sure yeah but like if it's also the one where i felt there was like i don't know it felt the most slap fighty you know where it's like just hit buttons and hope it works and like Mm -hmm. if you get ganged up on there's no chance for you to win you know yeah Yeah. like it's just classic mario party bullshit which is like fine but it's definitely (laughs) not what i'm here for you know (laughs) that's fair and it also like it felt like if you win the first part you just win
0: That, Mm -hmm. so,
2: I mean... Because I think you have a lot more time in the first half versus the second half.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not like halves, it's like the first three-fourths and then the last fourth, basically. It's like, uh, we played this once and Isaiah won and he, like, did really well in the beginning and then I, like, did much better in the second part, but then he still won.
0: I I won by only one point, though, so it was pretty close. This is true, but, like, I
1: was doing way better than you were during this, like, first part. And then I still lost by one point because <laughs> yeah. like you were able to pick up some things during that, and it's like I don't know, it just felt weird.
0: So I I could be wrong because I wasn't really looking at the timer, um, but this is this is an assumption I'm going to make, which is the board clears uh, once enough tiles have been taken, and not necessarily once a certain amount of time has been passed.
1: That doesn't seem right to me because I felt like it would have cleared another time then. Because we had it pretty full during the second, like, set of tile tiling. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> ah, yes, the tile tiling. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, like, this game is not great, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: It's It's got, like, an interesting idea, but really, it would feel, again, way more in place in a Mario Party game. I mean, Which this is very much so
0: not. I definitely agree, but that's kind of why I liked it the most, because it it's feels the thing- like, th- like <laughs> that's the that's the game in the Olympic games where like if somebody was like, okay, we rolled the dice and this is the game we were playing, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, but that's not the point of this game. Yeah, that's that's true. The point
1: of this game is to have like one task that you're doing and you get really good at it and then you do it well, and then when it comes up, like it helps boost your score for like the thing that you're doing, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, this game does not feel like something where setting a record feels rewarding. It doesn't feel like something where if you did this in a string of, of these games, it would feel like, oh, cool, I'm, like, really good at this, you know? Yeah. It just feels like some bullshit.
0: <laughs> Fair.
1: And also, this game is, like, a good excuse to make the Mario and Sonic Sports spin-off games in a context that feels like a little, like, it's got a little more gravity. And because of that, I more prefer the things like rugby or volleyball, where they just get to, like, shit out real quick like uh, this sports game with super moves or whatever and they don't have to like focus triple a development on making eight different like mario sports games or sonic sports games oh yeah like we never have to do like sonic and sega all-stars tennis ever again or sega superstars (laughs) tennis or whatever it's called oh man we never have to do like mario baseball again even though we did mario tennis again for reasons that evade me
0: i will say both of the times that we did mario soccer it was, they 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 did very well. Yeah. So I'd be fine if they did a third Mario Soccer.
1: I think that they should just send like that team over to Sega
0: and have them help
1: produce these like Olympics games <laughs> because they only need to come out like every four years so.
0: That's, that's true. Now it's every two years because of the winter one.
1: I want you to remember that there is not a winter Sonic and oh, Mario and Sonic true, Olympics yeah. games last time so for all we know that is over. Thank god.
2: Alas. wow. Well, Who's to say? I mean, we haven't even had we have these Olympics haven't even happened yet. Remember, as of recording,
1: (laughs) they happen tomorrow. As of date. (laughs) Uh, So
2: let's talk about the uh, the nineteen sixty four Olympic events, shall we? Uh,
1: Yeah. So this episode's going to be an hour and fifty. Yeah, I I
2: understand. (laughs) I so I don't know if we talked. So you basically. Because Tokyo had Olympics in 1964, they decided to add, like, a cool little retro version of Olympic events. They're all button-controlled, and some events are different than others, and there's much less than the regular ones.
1: It's not like that use... much less. What? There's, like, what, 12? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think 10. there's, like,
2: half as many. There are oh, ten, 10. Uh, sixty four events. But, like, there's plenty. Yeah. And you play as Super Mario Brothers 1 sprites for some reason, and uh, Genesis... Sprites, which it's like Sonic One and Two for Sonic. Uh, we definitely Sonic talked 3 about the knuckles part for knuckles and tails. We definitely
0: so,
1: talked about like the the character models, yeah, or sprites or whatever you want to call it. So we, we, to we
0: got all that? the way into complaining yeah. about the graphics. Yeah, yeah just, okay.
1: I, I think the only thing we didn't talk about was the individual events.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll just go over the events relatively quickly. Uh, you have a hundred meter dash, which is just button mashing. <laughs> uh, 400 meter hurdles, which is mashing with the occasional pressing the B button to jump over hurdles.
1: Wait, doesn't doesn't the marathon have like water? Or is marathon separate from 100 meter dash? Wait, say again. Is there a separate marathon and 100 meter dash thing? Because one of the things has you like get water, doesn't it? Yeah, mar- yeah
2: marathon marathon is a different one, and that I have to look over the controls because I forget how this game plays. So uh, that I'm technically skipping over an event, but oh. like since you mentioned marathon.
0: All of these events are fairly short, but marathon goes on way too long. Like I like yeah. marathon, I would like marathon a lot more if it was half of its half of its length.
1: I I will counter that point with it's literally a fucking
0: marathon. <laughs> you know what? She got me there. Yeah, for
2: the marathon, <laughs> you basically have a stamina meter and you move up and down to avoid other people or clouds of bees or water <laughs> puddles and that sort of what?
0: stuff. Yeah, you'll get slowed down if you step in a water puddle. And stamina management
2: is uh, an interesting thing. Uh, but you can grab water to regain stamina and they can be in small or large, but since you're constantly moving you have to time grabbing water.
1: Yep. Yeah, you can also choose to instead of going for a big bottle of water, you can grab the first bottle of water in a string of them and then grab the last one as well so you get two. Yeah. And I think that's like a little less than a big bottle, but like, you know. Yeah. You don't have to worry as much about timing.
0: Honestly, feels feels pretty good to like to do to do it that way.
1: I, I feel like in general the the game is all right. You know, it's yeah. got like the water mechanic makes it not just button mashing, but I would like things that are just button mashing anyway. Because it's <laughs> yeah. like this concise skill that you can have, and then it's like you know, it's fun to do that.
0: It is. It is also so. It's simultaneously the only uh, 1964 event. Where you are competing against more than just one other person, because like all the other events, it's you like it's a two-player game, uh, and regardless of any other competitors, whoever beats their opponent uh, just wins. And and this game, you know, obviously this game has that whoever is farther ahead of their opponent wins. But it also because it has like uh, what is it a hundred people in the marathon. Uh, yeah. It actually tells you your place relative to those one hundred people, so yeah. uh, I think I, I got like sixth ish when when we did like that. I was like, damn, I didn't get first, but I didn't do too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the only one where you feel like the improvement matters because you can scale it against other yeah. things. Yeah. So what's the uh, third mini game?
2: Right. The mini one game? the yeah. one I skipped over was long jump. Where. You know, you mash to speed up, then you hold A to set an angle, then release to jump. It's fine. I don't have... It oh, feels... Oh, go ahead. I just... I don't... I, I, I mean, it, it's kind of how these game, these Olympic games always go. Is like, I never... I'm just never going to have strong feelings, especially the ones that are, like, not motion control. The,
0: the thing is, it's a classic, <laughs> like, Olympic event, uh, yeah. just with graphics that are slightly more classic than the Olympic games they're just goofy
1: yeah it reminds you of like shitty old NES games except that Sonic is in 32-bit for some reason it's,
0: it's interesting because mechanically it's pretty much identical to, to previous like Olympic event, events of the same like sport um, but the the like the presentation is so much simpler that it feels completely different I
1: like it a lot better. I also as Charlie said, there are no motion controls here. This is an improvement.
0: <laughs> I I do also like it better. There's there's less pomp and circumstance, which means there's Yeah, it's there's, like not bullshit. Yeah, there's fewer things getting in the way of how well you're doing.
1: It feels like I could turn this on and then play it and enjoy it and like learn
0: it quickly and like that's good. Like like 6 years ago, this like these exact controls, this exact scoring system but also, you have this, like, flare, and then you have to, like, raise your, your Wii remotes and, like, smack them together in order to get some applause from the audience before you begin, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> our next event is 10-meter
2: platform, which is diving, basically.
1: This is, like, the worst one. Yeah, it's...
2: I think different characters have different routines, or it's randomized, but you select something... You've but you press the buttons in order and then to get more points you have to like hit the buttons they display afterwards but like in the end it's like the last one that really matters because you have like three or four attempts but the last one you could do a roulette and get like a random one with more moves and like you're gonna get more points on the last jump than in any other ones that's what I've learned from playing yeah. this game a each, few times
0: each jump is worth more points than the last one. Uh, so if you if you just get a long string in the roulette and you don't mess up, you just win.
1: Yeah, it it's like essentially it's just a quick time event, and then you do it four times.
0: <laughs> this is what's that? Um, what was it? Dream trampoline from uh, yeah. the one that was set in like Crazy Gadget or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. This this is just that, but a little worse.
1: <laughs> like a lot? I don't know. There's like no. This this was one where the pomp and circumstance helped. Yeah, well, and especially because this is all about flair, so like you want as much bullshit as you can have.
0: Also, this is a two-player game, but there is no split-screen simultaneous play. Even though we had a game which was exactly like this, but it had four players playing simultaneously, and like uh, Dream Trampoline did not have four players simultaneously. Oh no, it had it had two players. Well, no, you're talking you're talking
2: about like the other game, the other like. Olympic games in this event Olympic mini games in this game where you could like you do the hammer throw or the discus in the same time I'm, I'm of sort waiting.
0: of talk I'm sort of talking about both because in uh, dream trampoline you had two people playing at once and which of the four yeah. like which two of the four was like procedural uh, but also like pretty much every other 1964 Olympic game had a split screen situation if they weren't literally taking place on the same screen. It doesn't right. seem to me like there's any reason like you should not be playing simultaneously in this event.
1: Yeah, the reason that I think like it matters that the hammer throw can have four people at once, but the dream jump, dream trampling, whatever it's called only had two, is because basically this entire game is just like a series of inputs on screen. Yeah. So if you had four strings of inputs on screen, I feel like it would get a little confusing. And, like, you okay. would have less screen realty. But I feel like you could definitely have two. I don't think there's any excuse to not have two. And all of these games are two-player and not four-player, even though they all could be four-player. Like, I don't know
0: why they aren't four-player. I, I but, was and- I was going to say potentially a reason is so that you can watch your opponent's score climb so that you have, like, like a tension building to, like, compare against your own score. But, like, because the game is already broken down into rounds, you already get that experience. Because between right. rounds you can look at your opponent's score and notice how much like how much it raised relative to how much your score raised.
1: Not only that, but the last one is the only one that matters, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter whether or not their score is raising. It's it's real funky. Because it's it's like a factor of
0: ten that the last score is greater than the other score. It's insane. And then then all of that combined with the fact that, like, you're doing tricks in mid-air, but you're using 8-bit sprites, and you're not really making any new, like, frames. So most of the tricks are just rotate 90 degrees. That's all that Bowser and Peach can do. (laughs) Yeah, because Bowser and Peach only have, like, two images to their original, like, animations. Doesn't Peach only have one? I think Peach That's only has Peach. one. Yeah,
2: because yeah, she did, never moves in Super Mario Bros. One.
0: Yeah, so
1: she doesn't have a walking animation. She just bounces when she walks, and all she does is spin. I think Bowser might have like a stepping animation that is two frames. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like what you're watching is just sprites like JPEGs rotated in midair.
0: Yeah, as as compared to, I mean, you know, previous previous trick games, which are not 8-bit, actually have animation about them.
1: Right, and like that's what's cool about the dream trampoline is that you get to see the characters do things in this like interesting environment with a very nice remix in the background. Like it all works together to make the thing you're doing feel exciting. Yeah. Whereas this feels as boring as possible because it is just eight bit sprites rotating ninety degrees at a time, falling into a pool of water that is not animated. Like it's, uh, I don't know, man. Who thought this was a good idea for this one?
2: I mean, it only gets worse i mean so the next one is very similar just to uh the diving which is a vault where you you go onto the springboard to adjust your height and then you do tricks again with the uh button prompts and then you land and you have attempts it's it's like combining a long jump and the
1: the dive Yeah, I think it works a little bit better just because it's got the, the, I don't know, like, biathlon element, basically. Like, you're doing two different things, and that makes the second thing not as important. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: You also apparently set your difficulty, which is kind of similar to the diving one, but the diving one, you knew what you were selecting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I kind of don't like the idea of selecting your difficulty, because any player who cares about winning needs to pick the hardest thing to win. So why not just make it you know, difficult, and then score you based on how well you did the difficult thing. But I guess that's, like, this is how it works in the real Olympics, is that you choose your routine, and some routines are more difficult than others. But, I don't know, it doesn't... To me, it doesn't feel like it adds a lot to the game itself, to the minigame here. Um...
2: Do you have anything I add, Isaiah? Uh, no, I I mean... I think Steven pretty much covered it. Okay. (coughs) The next event is by far the worst one, and that's kayaking. Kayaking! (laughs) And... The way you played this one, you know how, like, in canoeing, you would paddle to the rhythm, but this one involves you rotating the control stick. I don't know who at Sega thought this was a good idea, and I don't know who at Nintendo didn't stop them because they realized what <laughs> happened with
0: Mario Party 1. Oh, man. Well, and then then you add on to that the fact that uh, rotating the joystick is horrible for Joy-Con Drift.
1: And yeah, no, we're playing with the worst controller in history, so all you're doing is destroying your controller in this case. Yeah, yeah. These,
0: are,
2: these are not optimal for control stick spinning, and even my quote-unquote pro controller wasn't even good for it. Like, this was, No, they all feel bad. This was the one
1: I struggled a lot with when I was doing it in story mode. And it's weird, because in theory, I like the concept of like spin the stick as fast as you can to win, just because, again, it's like a simple task that you can improve at by adjusting your technique. But, like, they put it on the Switch, so you're fucked. Honestly, even button mashing on the Switch feels bad. It feels like I'm going to, like, rip through the controller by jackhammering it too much.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Next, we have judo. This is the best one.
1: <laughs> I
2: have to remember how the
1: heck this one works. So, you can walk back and forth. It's 2D. You can walk back and forth, and if you hit, like, the dash button, you can go a little far, or you can hit, like, the big dash button and move really far, and if you collide with your opponent while dashing, you put them in a hold, at which point your opponent has to try and balance, like, this sort of, like, stack of tiles, and you choose which way, like, gravity is pulling the tiles. So it's basically a game where your opponent tries to balance something, and you're trying to knock it over, and if you knock over the tiles, like, your opponent, like, falls down and, like, falls off the mat.
2: Yeah, well, there's, I don't know if you run into because you specifically have to hit a button to grab.
1: Well, it's the the button to grab is the same as the dash button. Like, dashing is oh, grabbing. Oh,
2: okay. I thought you meant, like,
1: double tap to dash. No, no. You, like, dash by hitting a button. And then, like, that... You know, because you can also walk back and forth. So, basically, you want to position yourself just outside the opponent's range, convince them to try and grab you, and when they whiff, you whiff punish, basically. It's, like, footsies, but sillier, because it has, like, the weird, like, hold minigame in the middle. Yeah... I think... But to me, it was just funny to watch Bowser, like, fly across the screen <laughs> and then struggle to throw, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog over his back.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this is the one where uh, certain characters have new uh, art just to facilitate the complex sort of actions that are taking place. I don't it's remember. exclusively,
1: like, Knuckles and Tails that have new animations. <laughs> Very strange. Like, for this kind of game. Because other than that, it's just like Peach still has her one frame and she just leans into you and then wiggles <laughs> back and forth. And That's then you right. fly over her back. Mm, yeah. But I think, like, Knuckles and Tails both, maybe even Sonic, I don't know, but they both got, like, victory animations that are unique. Even though Knuckles could just, like, laugh when he wins because they already have that animation.
2: Yeah. does he just, like, grind his Knuckles together or something
1: like that? No, he, like, points his fist in the air and then, like, spreads his legs. It's the weirdest looking thing. Uh-huh. You can tell that it was not made for the Genesis. Tails just yawns. Yeah, Tails is hilarious. This is like <laughs> cocky Tails. So when he throws your ass into oblivion, he like stands there and yawns and doesn't even look in your direction. Oh my God, it's so good. The uh... Best character development, Tails has had in years.
2: So the next event is volleyball. And this is indoor volleyball. Very different from like the beach volleyball of previous games. So you have like teams of six, you'll have your one character and then it'll either be toads, uh Rabbits. I don't remember their proper term.
1: The flickies, but they aren't flickies. They're like cookies or whatever.
2: Don't. Yeah.
0: Pockies. That's a canon
1: name for the chickens. Oh, yeah. hey, pockies. Hey. The chicken, the flicky chickens are called cuckies. Don't forget. I. But the rabbits forget, are pockies.
0: And I choose to forget
2: again. And Bowser gets Hammer Brothers, and Eggman gets Egg Robos, and you know, basically, you have to have like you have to hit the ball three times before it goes on to the other side. But I learned from doing this in story mode that, like, I don't know how scoring works. Because, like, I will hit it in the inside, and I won't get a point, but sometimes I would. And, like, I was so confused that I had to, like, Google actual volleyball rules to figure out what was going on, and I didn't really get my answer.
1: I I never landed the ball inside and didn't receive points. That never happened to me.
2: Like, I feel like the game was just cheating me out of it. But eventually, I, mean, I beat it, possible. and I'm never touching it again.
0: I mean, that's that's unfortunately extremely possible, given uh, this game. The, the history of video games? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that the biggest problem with this game was that it was damn near impossible to tell your players to do what you wanted them to, because you're not required in volleyball to hit the ball three times. That's not, like, the rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, like, block shots and send them immediately back, or you can, like, set straight off the net so that they, the opposing team doesn't have enough time to react. But in this case, it's very difficult to spike from, like, anywhere on the field unless you just, like, block a shot, and that's not really what a spike is, but, you know, it has a similar effect. So it ultimately just ends up being whoever screws up getting the ball first, (laughs) which is not fun because it's very difficult to do that. So the game ends up, like, running longer than it should, and then it doesn't feel like there's any strategy you can apply. It's just, like, a weirdly framed quick time event functionally. It's very weird. You also can't, like, choose who you want to control. You're usually controlling two or three people at once, and it's decided by the game who you're controlling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which which is... There have been multiple circumstances in which uh, I'm controlling three characters, but they're all clumped together, so it doesn't even help.
1: Yeah. Or you're controlling three characters that are spaced out, so you actually can't get any of them where you want them to be. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's really it's really weird. It doesn't feel good at all. No.
1: No. No, it's terrible. It's like the opposite of the volleyball from the London game, where it was super fun and really engaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: The last 1964 event is a shooting, specifically like skeet shooting or clay pigeon shooting. And you're basically given like a... I think it starts with a 2x2 grid, but I think in the last round it turns into a 3x3 grid. And you'll just see where the clay... I think... I don't know if it highlights... No, it won't highlight the window, because you have to highlight the window. Because it's not like you're playing actual Dug Hunt, though. The presentation would remind you of it. And yeah. you just... You kind of have to pay attention to the arc that the skeet is going from, like, from the left or from the right, and then select the tile. And it's, it's pretty lenient on
1: timing, but you just have to shoot, and you win. So, like, it's it's more about timing than specifically aim.
2: Uh, I feel like aim becomes a bit more important later on, especially when the grid increases, but, like, it's a bit of both, but, like, obviously aiming isn't as emphasized because it's not as free-formed as, like, Doug Hunt or any basic shooter. It's just, like, you. it's, a, it's very analog in the you are
1: here. Right. That's interesting. I actually didn't play this one, so...
2: Yeah, I, I noticed it was the one we did not play, but it's, like... It's pretty basic.
1: It seems Uh-oh. all right. It sounds like a fine game.
0: Yeah. I, I was gonna say
2: learn. Just... Uh, Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say they'd be remiss if they did not evoke Duck Hunt in some way. Yeah. Because given the NES aesthetic, like it kind of seems like it's built for it.
2: Yeah, like they even they have like a little thing in the bottom where it's like for your ammo. It's got like two shotgun shells, which kind of reminds me of Duck Hunt. And like I think you have two shots per like seat that comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, something I forgot to mention about these events that I don't think we even tried, but you can, there's like an analog TV mode where it just add scan lines to the presentation of when you're playing one of the games. Oh, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: Is it good though? <laughs> I mean, it's good it's that neat. they have the option there.
1: I I see things like this in a lot of like games that are meant to evoke NES games, like indie games and stuff like that, where they have like a oh scan line mode or like oh grain mode, you know. And it's neat that there's like a visual effect. But I turn it on and then I get a headache and then I go back to playing the game in a way that it looks nice you know
0: it is it is interesting because um, most people who like playing like retro aesthetic games or even like emulate old games they tend to prefer crisp pixel art even though that yeah. was literally not the presentation in which that that art was was made initially.
1: Well, that's the thing. I don't think a lot of this <laughs> stuff was designed to be played on shitty TVs. That was just the only option.
0: <laughs> well, but but a lot of it was actually um, designed
1: to be played on shitty TVs.
0: Yeah. So so there's a, a, a remind me later to to link you a, a video okay. about when Sega s- Genesis dither- dithering. When you say a lot, like my assumption is you mean
1: more than fifty percent, which I don't yeah, think.
0: Yeah, m- more than fifty percent.
1: I'm hesitant to believe that of old video games, more than fifty percent of them were meant to be played on shitty hardware.
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, they, they were aware they, of what hardware they were they were on. Uh, yeah, they were working on restrictions,
1: but like these games look, generally speaking, these games look better. So, like on new hardware, like
0: old uh, NES titles. I mean, all NES titles.
1: Uh, they, <laughs> I mean there are, there are new <laughs> NES titles they are just not officially sanctioned so
0: the, the, way a, the way a pixel is rendered nowadays is a sort of a 1 by 1 aspect ratio which makes sense but that is not the way in which they would actually be rendered on old TVs and so people yeah. would design sprites knowing that they would be stretched a little bit uh, and the stretched version of those sprites would be proportion accurate to how they were intended to be perceived and not but that the has way nothing they would to do be stored in memory. But that has
1: nothing to do with the filters that we see on games nowadays which are like scan lines and grain filters. That's not what's going on here or like the ones that fish eye the screen, you know. Yeah. Like these are not the types of things that you're talking about right now. You're talking about like hardware rendering limitations. Those are not the things that get replicated by these filters I, usually.
0: So, and, and I, I do want to link you this this video on uh, dithering, uh, because it, you'll you'll still you'll still. I've,
1: d- I've already probably seen the video. This <laughs> one I think you're talking about.
0: But like, I have already watched it. Yeah. So there's essentially there's an old technique uh, where you would have sort of this this dithered uh, sprite where every other pixel was like. Uh, transparent. There wasn't a there wasn't a pixel there, uh, yeah. and because of dithering, uh, that would essentially combine the the two horizontal pixels next to each other and create something that was fully present but also transparent. So you could get some cool visual effects out of that. Um, and modern CRT filters don't actually replicate that exact experience, which is the unfortunate part.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, none of the things that we're going to do on, like, a game that, like, has just, like, a shader or whatever is going to replicate that effect. Yeah. So that's not, like, what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Although I have seen, I have actually seen some visual filters that that accomplish that. But Uh, what are they
1: in? Are they in, like, games uh, right now? They're
0: actually, so they're in um, emulators mostly, currently.
1: Yeah, okay, and that makes sense because that's the purpose of the, like, the, like, software there, yeah. in in this game, adding scan lines helps nothing, is what I'm getting that, at. That,
0: that, is, that is fair.
1: My final point, the scan lines just look worse, and they just hurt your eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and also, I have not seen the game with the scan lines on, so like... But, I mean, you've seen,
1: like, an indie game that has, like, a scan line mode, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the, like, it just, it's, like, a fun novelty, but I would never play the game for, like, a half-hour session that way. God forbid, longer. Yeah. So, have we covered all the events? Yes. I okay, so I... This episode is already like an hour and forty five minutes long.
2: Yeah, I can talk about the story in like, you know, shotgun moments, because it's not it's not terribly interesting.
1: Yeah, I would like you to describe the story mode without telling me any of what happens in story mode, if you can, if that makes sense. I don't need the plot, I guess.
2: Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Eggman and Bowser create a game machine that sucks Mario and Sonic into the 1964 Olympics and it's called Tokyo 64, so it's kind of cool because like, oh, it's like a 64 bit, but it's a game and it's, oh, it's 1964 Olympics. Anyway, Luigi and Tails go all around the Olympics (laughs) trying to get gold medals while Mario and Sonic try to get gold medals from Bowser and Eggman in order to free themselves from the thing. And they also get a battery that charges the thing and they do that by hyping up the audience and they meet so many other characters on the way to recruit, as well as other characters that you can unlock to play in certain events, like Rosalina and surfing or Larry in fencing and yada, yada, yada. We could talk about those, but we're not going, and going
0: to. Larry so I fencing? I have a question. Okay. Um,
2: also, Eggman Nega is like a very big part of the plot, which is kind of interesting, even though he's only playable in Dream Karate. I mean, regular karate.
0: What? So my question <laughs> is, uh, the Tokyo 64, it's not 64-bit, it's 8-bit. Well, or is it sixteen bit? Oh man! It's actually
1: sixty-four bit because that's what it's running on.
0: <laughs> it is running on sixty-four. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> you got so me check, there.
1: Checkmate, liberals. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, All right, that was uh, my question.
2: But then they eventually get free, and everyone's happy because it's the Olympics. I don't. That's 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 it. There's there's not like any. I mean, the, the system almost dies, which is why they need the battery that's powered by cheering the audience. But like,
0: I. I do think Eggman Nega is the worst thing about the Sonic Universe. <laughs> yeah, He's the worst I mean, character, conceptually.
1: Either him or, like, annoying Tails, I'd say. I was
0: gonna say, like, I don't love, like, I, I, I am offended by Big the Cat in a lot of ways, but I do think Eggman Nega is even worse
1: the cool thing about big the cat is that he is only ever plot relevant once and even then it's like a stretch to call him plot relevant yeah eggman nega is the reason for a lot of things in the sonic universe
0: every time he shows up the game gets worse (laughs) like any game he is included in is significantly worse than it was before he was included in He's also
1: on some, like, major Maximilian Pegasus shit where he just locks people in analog hardware.
0: Yeah. You know what's the funny thing? He keeps doing that.
2: You know what's the funny thing? Yeah. What's that? Eggman Nega has appeared in more Mario and Sonic games than just regular Sonic games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, he's Waluigi. Because he's in what? He's in Rush? Well, see, Waluigi is just
2: never in regular mario games on the sports. period yeah
1: he's he's from like spinoff games so it makes more sense but eggman nega is from sonic rush which is ostensibly canon (laughs) in some capacity because blaze is in 06 yeah so he's from sonic rush and then he's in rivals but other than that he's just in mario and sonic game
0: was he in team sonic racing story mode no okay good God. No. he's like he
2: is like only good enough for the sense that like sonic doesn't necessarily have as large of a cast as mario so they have to pull someone from the sonic cast that isn't like
1: completely important i think it would have been cool if we had fang is all i'm saying
0: i think well we're not allowed to have me.
2: anyone who we're not allowed to have anyone who came out before sonic adventure or even like we not even that because you don't even have t-call in chaos
1: yeah no it's like sonic adventure 2 even heroes really Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Imagine Heroes being the cutoff point for what you think are good character designs. That basically is. It's terrible. Vector it's shows up. dumb. Yeah, because he was in Sonic Vectors Heroes. Vectors in Heroes, you <laughs> dumb motherfucker. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't need to add that last part.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's so... the story mode. It sounds horrible, but I think it's probably better than uh, the last one.
1: Yeah, it's it's a story mode and not just a single player campaign, so yeah. that in and of itself is slightly enticing. And it also it's got like visual novel style cutscenes, right? Y-
2: yeah, it's very similar to like the Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal cutscenes, where they're moving, but there's like no di- there's really no dialogue, just like
1: some kind of small. You mean sound like bites. no? You mean like no voice lines? Right. Because there yeah. is dialogue. It's just and there's voice. like
2: two CG cutscenes for like the beginning and then one for the end but that's kind of it
1: but you posted some some real funny snippets from the story mode in our uh, our images board yeah image screenshots it was do you, do, you, do you have any of those you want to read or do you want to just call it where it is
2: you know what why not let's uh, let me go to the screenshot section i've got this. a uh, i've
1: got a line here from eggman nega it says I just added a bit of supplementary code to the program for power-up items. It's like DLC! And Luigi and Tails are just kind of looking off into nowhere, and Bowser Jr. looks like he just realized what DLC was for the first time.
0: Eggman... Okay, Eggman Nega in, in HD really hurts <laughs> me to look at.
2: I... I... <laughs> I think he's neat. No. <laughs> I, like, I get it, but like I, I can't help but smile.
0: He looks like he looks like Doctor Eggman, like went through a midlife crisis and joined a motorcycle gang. <laughs> that's what Eggman I, Nega looks like, and like, oh, like he, uh,
2: he 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 just like completely grayed his mustache, even though it only there was only a little bit of hair there before. <laughs> he just went the whole mile.
0: No, that's the that's the midlife crisis. Like he's he's yeah. old enough that his his hair is turning white, and he responds to his age by being that like, "I'm young enough like... to 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 join a motorcycle gang." Getting new glasses,
2: a new uh, more leather, black leather outfit.
0: Yeah, with with like a yellow stripe. It's gross. <laughs> Deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, I, He's I got, got y- sunglasses. He's got triangle sunglasses. Trying to look more edgy for the kids. It it <laughs> really doesn't work. Everything about him visually upsets me, and also his name really upsets me. Uh, we've got so
2: one of them just because I, the irony never ceased to humor me where Yellow Toad is like, I'm really glad I was able to come to Tokyo during the Olympic Games.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. The ones that are happening. Uh, we got
2: Bowser. <laughs> Bowser Jr. is like, no way he'd okay that. It's it's rights infringement. He's going to get Koopa Troop legal and bring the thunder.
1: That... Terrible. It's, so, out of context, it's especially terrible. What's
0: what's the over-under on how much we like the writing of this game? It's fine it's a
2: eggman, man now spill the chili
0: beans where are you going like I feel like I feel like whoever had to write this was like I'm going to try but I'm not going to like it and I'm not going to... Uh,
2: Zavok's like mm, don't order me around I'll beat anyone who gets in my way I don't even think that's funny I think it's just Zavok being needlessly violent
1: also Zavok being literally there yeah we're oh, right. trying
0: to make Zavok happen. A lot Zavik's of mini... not
2: going to happen. I should say, story mode has a lot of mini games in it. Uh, one of them involves you with Mario driving like the tornado with Sonic riding on it, and then you fight Eggman like the the wrecking ball from Sonic One, but it's an Eggmobile being ridden by Eggman's Eggmobile, so it's two Eggmobiles
1: together for some reason. Also, it's clearly not the tornado because it doesn't have Sonic's name on it, right? Uh so this is like a different <laughs> biplane. I it's guess, a, It's yeah. a
0: different biplane, yeah. It's Mario's plane. It's Mario's plane.
1: It's actually the plane that uh, Toadsworth It's It's called the Twister. The, the Twister? Terrible. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Also, the Tokyo Tower appears to be behind them in this boss fight, yeah. which is nice.
0: Honestly, I think that's neat.
1: But yeah, the writing seems, like, just goofy enough just to write them out of, like, fucking stupid <laughs> to be entertaining.
2: Well, if that's how it is, I'll settle for a shootout against you.
0: <laughs> what the? He's he's reading another uh another yeah, screenshot. From Jet, Jet the Hawk saying he's going to shoot knuckles.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like the interesting in story mode, you don't play actual football soccer, you just like you just shoot you do a shootout with like the goal. Like I, I guess that's what you call it, a shootout. There's not it's just like you try to get more goals than he does in like four
0: five tries or something. It's right. It's weird seeing this design of Jet the Hawk.
2: With him like wearing a shirt. Yeah but also still goggles.
0: Like, he looks so much more casual.
1: He also... His arms are not long enough. Yeah. His proportions like it really helps, are off. It really helps the bird bit that the Sonic Riders' bodies are, like, designed differently yeah. to make him look, like, more... I don't know. Like, graceful, I guess, as a bird.
2: Yeah, Whereas but he the problem is that everyone so cool. else has oversized hands in that game. Not just the well, rogues. The bro. <laughs> the bro. No, I mean, like,
1: I... That, that's designed to like make the tricks look good, but I just mean that like specifically Sonic can go back and forth between those designs and feel pretty natural. But Jet going from the writer's design to the more like traditional, or I guess not even traditional, but like the modern Sonic look, to me looks really really weird. Mm. If that makes sense.
2: Oh, you! How could you lose to Waluigi of all people, especially now? My goodness. <laughs> especially now, <laughs>
1: especially in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs>
2: Will you quit your harping? You think I'm gonna let bygones be bygones and cozy up with you, you
1: protagonist?
0: No, I've got pride. See, li- lines like this make me think the people who had to write this, like, actually, actually, like, wanted it to be engaging and enjoyable. They weren't just paid to write something and then wrote it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like they were really thinking about the audience experience when writing it.
1: Yeah, the meaningful ramifications of these character growth decisions.
0: Yeah. I think, okay. you know what? I'll, I'll give the story mode for this game, which I have not played, a thumbs up.
2: I'm giving the whole game a thumbs up. With parts uh, I don't like, but like man. I overall enjoy it.
0: Let me. I think that if we didn't play it
1: with motion controls, I might be more forgiving. I'm just going <laughs> to so, say real instead quick. Instead, I threaten Steven. By the <laughs> way,
0: whole game overall, thumbs down for me. Oh, okay. I thought. No, okay. story mode, thumbs up. You've got my respect, even though I haven't actually played it.
1: So, here's here's my thing. If we played these games with regular buttons, honestly, I think this would be one of the better installments just because of, like, the breadth of games that you can play and, like, the, the decision. Like, I don't know. It's, like, fun to decide what you want to play because yeah. some of these games have, like, and enough how you depth play to play them. them for more than, like, 30 minutes. But the problem is, like... I don't know. Like, the quality of the game in general seems like most of the minigames kind of suck to me. It's just there are so many that you're going to find good ones. So yeah. I don't know how to, like, quantify that. Because mm. I would give rugby a thumbs up. You know? But, like, I like I kind of like bits and pieces of each of, like, the shitty fighting games that are here. <laughs> but none of them are, like, enjoyable enough for me to be like, this one is really cool. It's just, like, the Judo game. if you slapped it into, like, the regular karate game, would, like, make it for an enjoyable experience. But, like... Karate on its own is too simple. Fencing on its own is way too simple. Fucking dream karate is not a karate game.
0: <laughs> that is true. You
1: know? uh, I think, like, rock climbing was really neat. So it's, like, I don't know, a good, like, maybe 20% of these games are enjoyable. But, like, if 20% of your game is good, is the game good? I don't know. Yeah. I'd say, like, overall, I'll give this a thumbs up, but it's probably going to be the most middle-of-the-road game this season.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, i Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to, like... Think about how I feel about it relative to the other Olympic games, because that's really I feel like what we have to compare it to. Um, but I, I think
1: that it's like just barely better than
0: London. But I'm also like at this point, I'm just kind of sick of the Olympic games.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm like, I think that in the real world, we got like a good four-year break because there wasn't a winter between Rio and Tokyo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> well, that's they also true, they
1: yeah. kind,
2: they were able to refine it a little bit and it's just instead of having something so. Bland with Rio.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, or the winter ones. Like, the winter ones fucking suck. Like, the only one that stood out to me as good is, like, the London one. Because, other than that, it's just, like, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny improvements over certain things about the first game. But then, just, like, missing aspects of that first game that made it, like, funny and novel, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, there were way more modes of play in the first game for some reason.
2: I, I can't wait till we get to try the handheld versions.
1: Terrible. Oh. Heart- heartbreak. No. Oh, no, it'll happen. It'll be, it'll be. It'll, it'll be a while, though. We won't, series. we you,
2: you'll. You'll get a time away from it, so you won't
1: be sick of them, and then you'll get sick of them again. Okay. Because <laughs> we'll play all four of them for one episode. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, thumbs up from Charlie, thumbs up from me, thumbs down from Isaiah. Is there anything else you guys want to say about the last Sonic game that we will be playing for this God, season? it
0: really upsets me this is the last Sonic game. <laughs> <laughs> well?
1: Technically... It's uh, one of the first Mario games that we played for the show. <laughs> that makes you feel get out of here. It's well, like I guess
0: t- tune in in four years when Sonic Rangers comes out. Four years. That'll be what Sonic's like, fortieth anniversary. <laughs> or no, it'd, it'd be the, third, uh, third 35th? 30, thirty. So so this the thirtieth anniversary was was this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be the 35th, thirty fifth. Yeah. 30th. No, it, I think er, I think the and... game was supposed to come out in twenty twenty three. So the first Sonic was ninety two, right? Mm. The first
2: Sonic
1: was ninety one. Ninety one. Was it ninety one? Okay. So the first Sonic is ninety one. Or was it? I thought it was ninety two. I could be wrong, but I thought it was ninety two.
2: Wait, I think Sonic two is ninety two, Sonic C D was ninety three, and I think Sonic three was Sonic, Sonic was ninety. Sonic T Hedgehog.
1: Maybe it's ninety two in like the West or something.
0: That that could be. Uh the film came out in twenty twenty. I'm going to destroy someone Very helpful Google uh, The first
1: game is 91
0: uh, According to the internet Sonic the Hedgehog came out in 2006 <laughs>
1: Kill me uh, uh, Yeah it, it was 91 in all territories For the first release of Sonic okay. So this is his 30th anniversary And also Eggman's
0: 30th anniversary That's true Tails has to wait though And motobugs moto bugs more like moto shrugs okay are so are we doing like a finale episode probably right (laughs) no we're just gonna go
1: immediately into mario party without (laughs) talking about what's happened here (laughs) yes we're doing a finale okay Uh, maybe that was a silly question uh, the idea for the finale that i have right now working is we'll do like the traditional you know we list all the games in order from like least to most enjoyed most favorite sonic game and then we'll, you know, add our list together so you get, like, an average, you know, the podcast's opinion, if you will. And then we'll also pick, like, our favorite song from each. But I think for the other bit, because we always have, like, a, you know, like a, a different bit each season finale. Yeah. I think for this one, I would like to do our personal, like, top five favorite Sonic games of of the whole list and our, like... Bottom five least favorite Sonic games of the whole list. Okay. And then, you know, we each do that. So we've got like 30 games to talk about unless we've got, you know, overlap, obviously. And that'll be like the the first segment of the show.
0: Very, very excited for, don't even remember the name of the game. Uh, Sonic Pocket Adventure. No, 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 no. The <laughs> Sonic. Uh, Sonic Boom Fire Nice. You guys, stop, <laughs> stop, stop suggesting. I'm sorry. That Son- was mean. Sonic Eraser i uh, <laughs> very excited for Sonic Eraser to, to top the charts for everybody. Yeah, To bottom the charts, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> to, to top the bottom charts, yeah. To bottom the Licking bottom charts. Licking
2: its
1: chart.
0: way to the top. Of the bottom to the top. <laughs> at the core of have god in the middle of my thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at NoSpinDashZone. Uh, you can also email us at NoSpinDashZone at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games follow me at charlie is horse
2: well i'll probably draw or something in fact that i'm retweeting be less because i just log myself out and won't log myself back in until i post something so
1: oh nice i mean yeah no that's good we retweeting generally bad i'd say unless you're retweeting announcements of our episodes yeah then do that <laughs> good nights <laughs> buck bye buck bye